Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host. And in this episode, we're going to talk about planning a trip to Walt Disney World during Epcot's Flower and Garden Festival. I am joined via the internet by agent for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Susan Kelly. Hi, everyone. And client services manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hi, everybody. Hi, Susan. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> you know, I love how you pretend that we're not in the same room. She's just over your shoulder. <laughs> sitting there watching you. Oh, I can throw stuff at you. <laughs> um, we want to make sure we turn off our stuff while we record because we're making loopy noises. But, um, yeah, we're going to talk about Flower and Garden. Love Flower and Garden. What we've got going on is, uh, you know, there's this running joke that you can't go to Walt Disney World or Epcot without there being some kind of festival. There seems to always be a festival going on, whether it's food and wine or Festival of the Arts. But in my opinion, I think Flower and Garden is the best. Um, I just love it. I love everything about it. I love the way Epcot looks when uh, it's decorated and when all the plants are there and everything is filled in. I love that they've added food kiosks and things like that to the the event and also entertainment and surprises. Now, um, on our other shows, on the Diz Unplugged, there's a great deal of content about uh, Flower and Garden, about the food that's offered and pricing and things like that. We're going to approach this by a slightly different angle. We're going to look to talk about what it's like to plan a trip for visiting when Flower and Garden is going on. Uh, From the perspective of both, if you want to go to Flower and Garden and you want to enjoy it, or also from the perspective of perhaps you don't. Perhaps you want to avoid that park during that time. We'll talk about a whole bunch of different stuff. But I want to get going with uh, Susan. Susan, give us kind of an overview of what the Flower and Garden Festival is, what the dates are this year, and what people can expect. Okay, great. So this, um, like you, this is my favorite time to go to Epcot. Um, I love the Flower and Garden Show, and I do not like to garden. I don't like to be in the dirt. I don't like to be outside. (laughs) Um, But it's just absolutely a beautiful time of year to go. And as the festival keeps going on, the park just gets even more beautiful because the flowers bloom and it's just, it's a great time. So this year, the dates are March 3rd to July 5th. This is actually going to be their longest period of time that they're going to be holding it. And they're going to be celebrating their 28th year of doing this. So this is a little is bit gonna, longer and we can hook flower and garden and food and wine right together. Well, because I think right after this, they're going to start probably food and wine on July 6th. Who knows? <laughs> Again, that's the joke is the festivals get longer and they just sort of butt up against each other. At some point, there's even been an overlap. So, you know, if you, if you time it just right, you can start food and wine and still sort of get the flower and garden aspect of topiaries and stuff. And stay right into Mickey's very Merry Christmas party. <laughs> Because we'll be starting that in July as well, I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's a it's a great festival. And now you can you take advantage of even more time down there um, to really to really enjoy it. And it's going to cover, you know, starting in March to July, you got um, several months to do this. So you have a lot of time. Um, 
I think it's just, it's a great opportunity. If you can get down there, it's just, it makes the park so beautiful. That's what I really enjoy and love about it. And you're right that it gets better as it goes along because the flowers fill in. Yes. Yep. The areas get fuller. Yep. So uh, at, the point, at the time that we're recording this episode, this show, um, Disney has not released a lot of the details. Correct. We have a few details, but not a lot. So what do we know so far about this year, 2021's Flower and Garden Festival? Okay, so they're going to still have their food in um, food booths, the kiosk. So it's like going to be food. There's going to be specialty drinks, the wines, things like that. They think are the topiaries, of course. Um, and those are scattered throughout the entire park. You'll see them right from when you walk in at the entrance all the way into World Showcase. They're scattered all throughout the park. So it makes for a nice day in the park, too, just to go around to see those um, and take pictures and everything like that. They're going to have, um, besides that, they are going to have some entertainment. Now, the entertainment's not going to be like it was in the past. They're not going to have the Eat to the Beat concerts, as far as we know right now. And that's due to COVID and social distancing. So, but they will have, um, some of the ones they will have, they will have the parades, the character cavalcades that go around World Showcase. Um, that's not going to change. They're going to have the Mickey and Minnie one, and then they're going to have the princess one. They're going to have the Jaminators um, over at the Canadian stage. I think it's called the Canadian Mill stage. So they will be um, doing shows um, there. And again, we don't know the schedule yet, but when you're in the park, you can always pick up the uh, show schedule. And then they're going to have the uh, Voices of Liberty over at the American Pavilion at the um, American Gardens Theater. And the mariachi band as well um, at the American Gardens Theater. So before we go on, what I'd really like to do, Susan, is I want to take this from the perspective of someone who doesn't know anything about Epcot, anything about the words you're using. Sure, okay. most of the people who watch us are true Disney fans, and they know all the minutia. But what about for that person who doesn't know? Um, explain what the cavalcades are. Explain what the jaminators are. All of that good stuff. Okay, so the cavalcades they are doing, this is in place of um, any of the parades that they have at the parks. So at Epcot, what it is, is that um, they just kind of spring up every 20 minutes or so. It'll be a character like the Mickey and Minnie. They will generally ride in a car around World Showcase. And um, so it's like a little mini parade. Um, and they pop up, like I said, about every 20 minutes. They also do one with the princesses. And some of the princesses I've seen in videos that they actually walk, like Elsa and stuff. Um, so they'll have like Anna and Elsa, Snow White. So they can, do this so people don't gather. Right, exactly. Because you they can do this because they don't want you sitting along the parade route. Right, right. And that's how it was back in the day when they were doing the parades. People would line up an hour before, jam-packed in, and that's exactly what they don't want. So these are little, they just spring up out of nowhere, and if you're there, and you're going to eventually catch one, um, and it's like everyone still keeps their distance, so everybody stays safe doing it. Jaminators have been at Disney for a long time, and usually you would find them in Future World, which is the front part of Epcot, where most of the rides are. Um, and they are a group of very talented performers that 
jam to trash cans and they make these noises and songs and they get the crowds going and everything. So they're just a lot of fun to watch. I really, I love watching them. Um, and they're going to be instead of in world showcase, cause again, I mean, excuse me, instead of future world again, cause they don't want people to gather around closely to them. They're going to put them on stage over in the Canadian pavilion. They have like a little stage with some benches and stuff. So, um, They'll be doing shows there where they can spread the people out more. Just want to point out, too, the front of Epcot has a great deal of construction. The interventions buildings are pretty much all torn up at this point, and there's a great large amount of walls and things. So that's another reason why it's not at the front of the park. They're trying to move everybody to the back of the park just because it's kind of tight now uh, up front. Correct, yes. Excellent. So tell us about the other performers or what's happening there. All right. So the next performers are the Voices of Liberty singers. And um, acapella group, totally amazing. They usually perform in the rotunda at the American Pavilion. Um, Again, because of social distance and they don't want everybody crowded in there. They are across at the American Gardens Theater, which is right across from the pavilion. And it's a stage. So they're on stage um, and they'll perform throughout the day. And they do um, everything. You know, they have a lot of patriotic hymns and stuff like that. So it is just, they're amazing singers, just amazing singers. And then the other one that's going to be performing on that same stage are the mariachi group from the um, Mexican Pavilion. And again, they don't want them crowding around. So they're going to put them on stage and everything. And they'll perform throughout the day, several times a day. And that theater's very open. Yes, yes. It only has like one wall. Exactly, exactly. So it's, um, it's you know, it's covered, which is great, but it's outdoors, which makes it open, which is even better. Excellent. And the Voices of Liberty are worth seeing. Oh, they're wonderful. They're wonderful. I try to make it every time I go, I try to catch them every single time I'm at Epcot. Um, I don't mean to break in here, but I've got some interesting news. One of our intrepid listeners and a friend of ours named Helen is in Epcot, and she just broke some news that she has seen cast members carrying trays of 3D glasses into the Ratatouille ride. Wow. That tells you we're almost there. They're moving. They're in previews, possibly, so maybe that'll mean if you come during Flower and Garden, you'll be able to ride Ratatouille. Yeah, I agree. And I think it, um, hopefully, if they're doing previews now in a month or so, I'm hoping that they'll be open. So it'll be perfect timing for the Flower and Garden when it opens on March 3rd, actually. I have to tell you something. I got to ride Ratatouille in Disneyland Paris. It is my favorite theme park ride ever. Oh, awesome. I went back after our group rode, and I rode it two more times going through the single rider line. It is, it's my favorite. I haven't ridden Rise of the Resistance, but Ratatouille so far is my favorite. Excellent. That is my breaking news. You are great. Let's go back to Flower and Garden. What else do you want us to know, Susan? What do you want people to know about the festival itself? So um, the festival itself, I think no matter if you're into gardening or not, you're going to enjoy it. There's going to be something for everybody there. And this is for young and old also. Um, So bring the kids with you. I think they're really going to enjoy it. Um, 
But those who, you know, like that aspect of, you know, they have gardens at home and they're into that and everything, this this is the festival for you to go to, definitely. And there'll be food again this year, right? I mean, oh, that's yes. what Disney's yeah. been doing now for all these festivals, adding those food booths. It helps them get revenue, but it's also a great added bonus for these festivals. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it really is. And they're going to have over 20 kitchens um, um, throughout the festival, throughout um, World Showcase and Future World, um, that are going to have all different kinds of offerings. Um, So every country will have something unique that they're going to offer, not only food-wise, but drink-wise as well. And if you want to go in May and you're there for Earth Earth Day, chances are you'll get to see Jiminy Cricket. That's one of his rare appearances. Excellent. Wow. That was weird. All right. <laughs> so moving on. So we now we know what the festival is. We're excited to go. We want to go. Let's talk to people about um, when is a good time to go, where they should think about staying resort-wise, and also what kind of time investment should they do? Is this the type of thing where, like, every day you're going to want to go, or is it a couple of days? What do you suggest to folks for those things? Okay, so when to go, um, any of the months are really fine. A lot for March and April is going to be better for families that, for kids that have school break weeks, um, so they don't miss school, um, especially up here, like in the Northeast. Some schools are off in March, some schools are off in April, so that's a great time to go. When I went, I went in May, and I loved it. It was great, Um, warm weather. The love bugs were out. So um, it was just, you know, it was a great time to go. Crowd-wise, it was fantastic. Um, but I think any time during that that entire festival is going to be fine. You might find the crowds a little higher around the holidays, Memorial Day, 4th of July. And for March and April, like mid-March, mid-April, when there is a lot of school breaks out, it, it might be a little bit more crowded. But like really like most of May is a great time to go. June's going to be a great time to go. Um, you know, so whenever it fits your schedule, really now, as far as where to stay right at Epcot, you have three wonderful deluxe resorts to choose from. You have the boardwalk villas, you have the beach club Inn and villas. Um, and then you have the yacht club resort. These three are in walking distance to Epcot, so it makes it so convenient, and you would enter through the International Gateway. These are just, and they're wonderful resorts. Um, They have wonderful amenities. Another um, option for you is over at the Caribbean Beach Resort, and the reason why this is such a great resort to stay at as well is because you can take the Skyliner from this resort right over to Epcot. And again, it's going to drop you right off at the International Gateway. That's about a 10-minute ride or so. And then a third option for people is they can stay over at either Pop Century or Art of Animation. Again, these two resorts are on the Skyliner system. You would take the Skyliner from those resorts to the Caribbean Beach, where you would transfer over to the Epcot line. And again, it brings you right into Epcot by the International Gateway. That would probably take about 15, 20 minutes um, for the Skyliner ride. But again, you, you can't beat the convenience of that. So there's three choices. There's deluxe, moderate, and value resort. So there's something for everybody. Something for everyone. Exactly. 
And I, I don't want to, I want to make sure I get this right because I don't have the information right in front of me, but there's currently two discounts that are available. And I believe they are through all of, if not most of the flower and garden dates. Yes. To buy three tickets, get two days free promotion and the 30% off resort promotion. Exactly. Up to 30% off depending at which resort you stay at. Um, yeah, and we when people you know put, submit their request into us and everything, or if they email me and everything, I'm going to look both ways to see what suits you best. Um, because not the thirty percent off is not always the best price at certain resorts. It could be the ticket option, um, the ticket promotion that could be a better option for people. And it's all based on how many people are going, which resort you're looking at, the time of the the year you're, you know, like for, you know, the week and everything. So there's a lot of different factors that go into it, but we'll definitely research it and figure out which option is going to be the best for you. And, and something I always tell folks about the discount, the, the room offer discount up to 30% off. Keep in mind, this is the room portion of the reservation only. A lot of people get a quote, see a package price and say, hey, wait, that's not 30% off my tickets or other things that are added. So the 30% off is up to 30% off is the room only portion. So as Susan said, your dreams agent, whether it be Susan or someone else, will always look for what works best for you and what you want to do and what your vacation is. Exactly. And usually we are going to see those 30% offs. They're going to be on your deluxe resorts. It's probably being your, your villas, your uh, boardwalk and villas your beach club resort, your beach club villas, and your yacht club, that you're going to see more of the 30%, closer to the 30% discount than you would at, say, one of the um, value resorts or the moderate resorts. A while back, you mentioned the beach club in. I think you meant the beach club resort, correct? Resort and villas. It's a good thing we're watching you, Susan Kelly. Um. All right, so we've given people ideas where to stay, when to come. Do you have any pricing? Have you priced anything out for us? Okay, great. I priced up um, options for a value resort, a moderate resort, and a deluxe resort. So that way everybody um, can find something that's going to suit their needs. So one of the things I priced up, and I'm going to look at my notes a little bit, (laughs) um, is May 3rd to the 6th. This is for a short stay. For um, I did two adults, an eight and a five-year-old. And I did pop century in a preferred room category with a four-day base ticket. And this was coming in at $24,34.80 total for the whole family. And this was under the promotion of um, the room discount. And because they were only staying three nights and everything. But I did this for someone who was looking for a quick getaway, maybe enjoy a day at the festival and then do the other parks as well, especially with the kids. Yeah, the next one I did, I did some for a longer stay, too. Um, So one of them is for the Caribbean Beach Resort. And again, the reason I did this because it's on the Skyliner, it's going to be super convenient. I did this for two adults that want to stay a week. Um, And I did it for April 15th for seven nights. And I did this with a five-day park hopper ticket. And this is in a standard view room. And the reason I did the park hoppers with the two adults is because a lot of times adults tend to want to do more than one park um, in a day. And it's easier than when you have little kids, too. 
Um, so this one was coming in at $31.80 and 40 cents. And that was under the um, promotion as well. That was a seven night, seven day stay? Yeah, seven night uh, Caribbean Beach uh, standard view room for two adults with a five day hopper ticket. That's what's nice about the park hopper works well for these festivals because you might not want to be there all day. You you might after a certain amount of time, either you go and you see the thing you want to see, whatever the uh, entertainment is or the uh, show they're doing or the demonstrations that they're showing and then you want to go and hit another park or vice versa or the meal you want to cover right because a lot of people would probably want to go to the magic kingdom or animal kingdom especially and they don't want to stay there um like the entire day they'll hit what they want to do and everything and i find for me i love epcot at night um especially afternoon evening um it's just i don't there's just something about it it's just I just love it. So what we tend to do is we will do the other parks during the day and then move over to Epcot at night when we're not doing like um, the starting at Epcot. So we'll do like say Magic Kingdom to like two or three in the afternoon. And then we will, you know, just hop on over to Epcot, enjoy the rest of the evening there. And also too, remember that World Showplace doesn't open until later in the day. So probably a better idea not to get there first thing in the morning for Flower and Garden. Right. Right now, Epcot is opening up at 11 a.m. So, and this is for what we have right now. So as time goes on, and I think Disney opens more and more, I think we see might see those hours shift a little bit too. So People should also keep in mind that Easter is April 4th this year. Yes. That's yeah. going to be a busy week. Right. So there's another week that's going to be like around those dates and everything that are going to be just a little bit busier too, crowd-wise. And we should also mention, too, we don't know um, for sure what the crowd capacity is going to be at this time. You know, we're going under the assumption that it's the same, whatever it is, 30, 35%. I don't even know. I think it's 35% right now. So we're going under the assumption this is what they're going to keep doing until they up the park levels again. And we just don't know when they're going to do that. Right. So if they keep it at these levels, it's really a good time to go anyway. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think, I mean, even if you're not 50% or 75% compared to what it was, I still think it's going to be very manageable, very easy, very easy to do. Well, did you have one more pricing for us? You, and this one's over at a deluxe resort and I priced the the beach club resort up. The reason why I did this is because um, I personally love the beach club. It's a beautiful resort. It sits right next to Epcot. Like I said, Quick five, 10 minute walk, depending on your pace. This one I did for seven nights in June. I did June 16th to the 23rd. I did this for two adults in a garden or woods view room. And I gave them a seven day hopper on this. And for this promotion, the room discount was a much better deal than it was for the two days of free tickets. And this was coming in at 45.80.16 total for the couple. I got to tell you, I know that um, a lot of people will do this. They'll come for a weekend or something like that. I know when I didn't live in Central Florida and we were vacationing, it was all about maximizing your time. Exactly. It was all about how do you get that weekend just right or that holiday just right and leaving, you know, right after work. So I think most people come for a longer stay than just a couple of days, unless they're maybe in the Florida 
you know, sort of this area and they're just coming in for a weekend. But yeah, the little the local drive market might do the the shorter stays. Shorter stays, right? Yeah. Now, for me personally, because I'm in Massachusetts, for me to get down to Disney involves a lot, and that involves an airplane to begin with. So, if I'm going to be spending two, three hundred dollars on an airplane ticket, I'm going to stretch my time out as much as I can and maximize my time. So, a lot of times when I go to Disney. I am there for at least a week. I've done the three nights and it's a whirlwind, especially when there's flights involved. I was like, we did a three night one time and I was just like, did we even go? (laughs) Uh, Because it goes by so quickly. So for me, it's like a minimum of seven nights, you know, and I like to stretch it out even longer. Like when I'm in there in December and everything, I usually do like 10, 11 nights and stuff. Um, but if I can, if you can stretch it, I highly recommend it because then you're going to be able to enjoy the park so much more because you're going to go in a much more relaxed pace. Um, and I know when people go for those short, you know, those three, four nighters, you're hitting a park every day and you are exhausted by the end of the day um, that, you know, because it's, there's just so much to see and do and everything. When you go for a little longer time and you have multiple day tickets, you can build in a day to relax, a day at the pool, a day at Disney Springs, a day, you know, whatever you want to do. And you can take the parks at a, you know, like breathe in and relax because you can take it at a more relaxed pace where you're not so worried about trying to see and do everything. Well, I would say, in my opinion, Flower and Garden is a leisurely activity. Very leisurely, yes. This is not, you have to go at full speed. You can wander around and enjoy it. I also think that's true of, um, if, I, if I was going to be coming here, I would say if you're, gonna in, if you're interested in the food booths that are around World Showcase, I would suggest breaking it up into two days. Yeah. Let's do, you know, Canada to the American Pavilion one day and the American Pavilion to Mexico the next day. Otherwise, you're going to be stuffed. So it's kind of nice to have that leisurely that's let me start again. It's kind of nice to have leisure time in which to do that. Yes. So let's talk about that Susan. What do you think as far as how much time do you need for flower and garden versus other parks and other activities? So for flower and garden, if you're going to come down for a week um and you have a park hopper ticket, I would do at least three days at Epcot. And I'm not talking full days. You can do like a full day at Epcot, especially if you want to do um, the future world part, which is like Soren and Test Track and Spaceship Earth and all that stuff. Um, but when you get to World Showcase, like Kevin said, it is relaxing. It's at your own pace. You're not, you know, running around, oh my God, before the line gets long, we have to get over here or anything like that. You can just relax, walk at your own pace, enjoy, stop, you know, just, you know, taking the sights and everything. So if I was going to do a longer stay, I would do, you know, have my full day at Epcot because I personally love a full day at Epcot anyways. And then I would do, if I have my park hopper, I would do my evenings, my late afternoons and evenings over at Epcot where I can still enjoy it, but at a very relaxed pace, go to another park that, you know, that morning, maybe, you know, relax in the afternoon a little bit if you want. But if you can, um, if you can, do the longer stay, I would give yourself at least three nice days to do it. And like Kevin said, break it up, you know, especially if you want to really enjoy the kitchens down there and the kiosks and the booths and the specialty drinks and everything, you're going to need to break it up because there's just so many offerings that they're going to be doing. 
we need to put a pin in this. This is going to change if Ratatouille opens. When Ratatouille opens. Ratatouille is going to have a line. Yes. Ratatouille is going to have a line. So France and that area, it's going to be busy. <laughs> it will be busy, no doubt. No doubt. Ratatouille sits behind the French pavilion. So you actually have to walk down a walkway to get to that area. But I think it's going to affect that whole little curve at Epcot. So we just need to be realistic when we say, if plans are for Ratatouille, the rest might be a leisurely stroll. Yeah. (laughs) Ratatouille is going to be busy for a long time. Yeah. We should also keep in mind, too, what some other folks have said who have been during COVID is that with the social distancing and how Disney's handling lines and crowd management, that you might see a line for Ratatouille coming out into the uh, France Pavilion, but that might not indicate that that's how long your wait is. Right, because there's probably six feet between people. Exactly, exactly. And I think Ratatouille is going to do the same thing. They're going to have that six feet. They're going to have the markers there and everything. So even if the line, if the queue is in the back of France and everything, um, if it extends out into the front part of France and everything, I don't think the line's going to be too extreme. Um, there will be a way because it's going to be so popular. But like you, like Kevin said, with those six feet of separation, I mean, it, it goes a little faster than you think. Excellent. What have we missed? Is there anything we didn't talk about that we didn't cover for Flower and Garden? No, I think one of the um, other things, the Flower and Garden, um, for those who go there and they want to pick up stuff, there's a lot of merchandise that you can um, that you can buy and, you know, save your money because <laughs> uh, you're going to need it down there. Um, they have everything from um, ears, the Minnie Mouse ears, Mickey Mouse ears, like, and they have t-shirts and they have sweaters and they have gardens, uh, any, you know, anything to do with gardening, they have that as well. So, and there's just like all this special merchandise just aimed towards the Flower and Garden Festival as well. So it's always fun to pick up a t-shirt or like the ears. Like last year they had the, um, uh, the um, orange bird from the Florida orange bird. So he had his own set of ears and they had t-shirts and stuff like that. There's going to be festival art. There'll be some kind of poster. They do that every year. Some of our favorites that we have in our house have come from the festival. Has come from Flower and Garden, mixing up my festivals. And there'll be pins. There'll be limited edition pins just for the event. So anything that you're into, you'll be able to find for purchasing. Um, We didn't really talk about these because there's really not that much information at the time we're recording this. But there's going to be um, expositions. There's going to be things that will show you how to garden, I guess. I don't know. And, you know, I don't know what they tell you. Um, One's about how to eradicate bugs and what are good bugs and what are bad bugs. I had to go to that one time. You did. We made you go to that one time and cover it. So if you're really into gardening, like really into gardening, and I'm just joking around. I'm kidding. I love to garden, too. I grew stuff this year in our in our backyard. So, but if you're really, really in, you know, want to know all ins and outs, there's some great stuff for you to attend and watch and do that. But what do you do with the person in your party who doesn't want that stuff? I was just going to mention that. Okay. <laughs> Epcot is just Epcot. 
wearing a pretty dress. So it's not like they took the west the west of Epcot away. The it's west? not like they took the rest of Epcot away. Yes, you westly about it. I know. All of a sudden. Um, it's not like the rest of Epcot is gone. All the pavilions are open. All of the things are the same. However, there's going to be a flower and garden show overlay. The park's going to look pretty. If you don't want to go to the seminar about bugs, don't go. It doesn't mean that the other stuff is gone. So if you're the person in the party who isn't interested in that, you're not going to be beaten over the head with it. It's all, Epcot is still there. You'll get to do all of the other stuff with flowers. All the usual rides will be open. All that stuff is going to be, the entertainment's going to be there. It's just, you've got, again, my favorite festival because of how beautiful Epcot looks um, during it for sure. And for me, like I said, I don't garden. I don't go and get in the dirt. I don't do any of that stuff. Neither does my husband, but my husband is into photography. That's a huge hobby for him. And um, he was like a kid in a candy store, and I had to kind of drag him out of Epcot because he didn't want to leave because this is really for a photographer. It's a dream come true. I put him in the little butterfly house that they have there. They have like a little butterfly center for an hour. And I said, I'll come back and I'll pick you up <laughs> because he was just, he had all his camera, the equipment, the lenses. He had a great time. So if you're into photography, this is a great festival to go to as well, because there's so many different things on top of the regular Epcot that you see every day that they're going to have. The flowers are beautiful um, and they have them floating in the water. They have them like surrounding all the lands and everything. So even if you're not into the garden stuff, if you're into photography or even like an amateur, just want to like, you know, be able to take pictures and stuff and practice, this is a great place to go. Epcot never looks better. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's absolutely beautiful this time of the year when they have this going. I just want to go on record as saying, I hate the butterfly area. (laughs) Walk into that tent and they all are flying around and trying to land. Oh, look how pretty. Look, John, it's landing on your head. I spend most of my time trying to keep bugs off of me. As a matter of fact, I want to know where I can buy the off spray <laughs> just to keep them away from me. Well, they do have what they call the global gardens down there. And I'm looking at my notes over here. And one of them is presented by off, believe it or not. So one of the things they do, but they have all different things and they're going to have the butterfly museum again. Um, but one of the new things that I noticed that they had on was it said the prehistoric garden at future world West. Um, imagine life on Earth 65 million years ago with outstanding plant life that thrives since the age of the dinosaurs. So, um, something kids might like. <laughs> I've seen that movie. <laughs> the plants try to eat you. Uh, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't think we should be doing that. Um, excellent. Uh, what else do butterflies? <laughs> what else do we want folks to know? Um, about flower and garden, how they should prepare. Should they get special outfits? Should they get those Doctari hats? <laughs> if you do, you should call the Diz. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't need to do that. Um, you know, but you know, not, the people get into the theme of the flower garden because I saw, you know, so many flower and garden ears and um, shirts and stuff like that. So there's a T-shirt out there for every festival, I believe, as well. <laughs> For Epcot, but um, I tell you, yeah. weather 
being a Central Floridian, weather at that time is gorgeous. It's absolutely spectacular. Um, not too hot. Humidity hasn't set in just yet. Um, so it's really, really a great time to visit Central Florida. Do you agree, Kevin? I do. I do. Something that we've found in the past that intrigues me is Disney will take down um, vinyl advertising posters that have passed their prime. And what they do is they make um, tote bags and backpacks and coin purses and shoulder bags out of them. They're usually very, very popular. They usually are available at the beginning of the festival and they usually sell out pretty quickly. I cannot promise anything. I have no knowledge that this is what's going to be done, but they've done it a lot in the past and they're great souvenirs and it's all, it's all recycled stuff. It's stuff that didn't get thrown in a landfill. So it's something to look for. That's one of my things that to, that's fun to look for. You can find some cool stuff. And there's always going to be, you know, there's going to be bags themed. Um, any kind of souvenir you're into, you're going to be able to find during. Uh, if you want Mickey or Minnie or any of the dwarfs in your garden, there's going to be something you can stick in your garden or a gazing ball or uh, a whirly gig kind of thing. There's, there's lots of stuff there if that's what you're looking to do. And if you hate your neighbors, they have, they sell wind chimes. <laughs> you can always get some of those. All right. Um, I think we're done. Thank you, Susan, for doing the research. We really appreciate it. You're Thank welcome. You guys. Thank you for Thank having me. Thank you both for being here. Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Like I have a choice. <laughs> Thank you, everybody at home for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week and we hope you have a great vacation. <laughs>